0: Going live here. It's Michael inside the studio. You're watching the radio show. Got to come in on the show. Turn it that way. Hello again. It's Michael here inside the lab. It's live. I'm back from being sick. It's been a long four days. It's Monday here at The Bridge, April the 4th, starting afresh, starting anew. Just finished up relaxation and coming into inspiration, and we got a cool topic starting with you. It's called The Restart tonight, beginning the second season. How about that? Four months in, starting the second season, I want to welcome you inside the lab you're watching also on the radio show, listening on the podcast, on your favorite channels that you're able to catch night moods hdq at the same time we're going to be opening up the listener lines here that is 563-999-3685 now you guys that were calling in on the relaxation side of the show you guys can go ahead and call in uh, 563-999-3685 on the second half of the show don't mind me all the sniffs here. i'm going to try and get this off of the mic unmuting it as well um, it's been a long four days But we're here at the bridge, and this bridge is consequential to your journey. You never want to live life without this bridge. This bridge is this Holy Spirit. And my challenge is an ongoing challenge. It will be an ongoing challenge until we all come to the learning experience of the functionality, the purposes, and responsibilities of the Holy Spirit. And this is your portion. This this happens to be part of your birthright Um, this is to your advantage as well because jesus said so i'm not going to elaborate on that other than jesus christ said so to your advantage so the challenge is for all of you to simply open up your scriptures deconstruct i want to say break down deconstruct john chapter 16 verses 7 through 14 And when you begin to break down this set of scriptures, you're going to find yourself in a better connection and in a greater level of cooperation once you really understand who is possessing your heart. When you fully comprehend, when you understand, comprehend, when you get it, that Heavenly Father gave you 100% of his essence to enable you, to do, to do dot, dot, dot. He gave you his essence to enable you to do dot, dot, dot. Now you get to fill in the blank. Now I know for me, his enablement, he's enabling me to do what I need to do relative to being an entrepreneur, relative to being a a minister, the founder of our churches, um, relative to being a life coach, helping, um, those not even involved in ministry or not even in the kingdom, helping them in personal life goals. And the sweet, the sweet position in that is, I indirectly get to deposit the kingdom to them. And some know it, and some are so out there in self-land in self that they don't realize that there's a, an indirect deposit of father's heavenly kingdom. There's a seed. And by the time you get through life coaching, it's really kind of cool. There's a realization for maybe ninety percent of them that there is what they what I hear is a higher source. There's a higher source that's leading me. Yep. The higher source, yep, yep, I get it. Yeah. He's Holy Spirit. And uh you're probably gonna give a testimony and you're gonna give a praise report that uh, you've been born again and you are being Installed and filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep, five, four, three, two, one. And guess what? Yeah, what's going on? There's something changed in me. Yeah, I yeah, I I can see it on your face. I can hear it in your voice. What's going on with you? Well, I can't describe it other than there's this spirit around, and I, I I had to apologize, and I for this this that and the other. I'm like, yep, keep going, keep going, stay in your lane, keep going. So you just keep encouraging. And encouraging. And so this challenge is an awesome challenge, and you cannot lose the challenge unless you choose not to stay plugged in. So when you stay plugged in, you get the full-on surge, the full-on power of the Holy Spirit. It's only when you unplug and want to do life in your own terms, in your own way, then you get what life gives you. But the challenge, and we do this every night, is to learn functionality, responsibility, and the purposes of the Holy Spirit. And so that's the ongoing challenge. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear how you have taken the challenge on, and what are you getting in your learning and from your learning? how you are cooperating better with the power of the Holy Spirit. See, this bridge connects you to destinations. This bridge gets you to the other side. And in the same way, kind of dumbed down all the way to the lowest level of the earth, the Holy Spirit gets you to your destination. He leads you into all truth. So the only time that you can be not executing or exercising in truth is when you're unplugged from the Holy Spirit it's the only time but what happens if you are one of the children of God who chooses to stay plugged in closes the blinds for all the the noise on the external turns the phone on mute so you're not hearing all this nonsense all this other frequency of noise that is that was keeping you from father's frequency see when you're plugged into the holy spirit you have father's frequency that's the beautiful thing that that's the sweet spot when you're plugged in you have father's frequency and on top of that the buffer is our as our, our savior he's our buffer now i do not say that to diminish the authority and the power in jesus christ but when you have a relationship and you're experiencing the kingdom of heaven and you're encountering the kingdom of heaven you can't put enough words on yeshua and surely you can't put enough words on your your heavenly father so in no way will you hear me because of my relationship is strong diminishing the name because that's not my intention my brag is intentional in the pursuit of jesus my brag is is also intentional in my relationship with my heavenly father well how could that be michael because you're 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 saying they're 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 separate well you have to study your scriptures i understand that john 14 tells me and my witness shows me that he's at the right hand of father and that their relationship And, and him being the son of God and him being the father of his son and Jesus being the only one who carries the direct DNA of his heavenly father, the only one. And all of us who are in this new covenant are adopted by the spirit of adoption, but he is the only one. And so I recognize that his relationship, there is no equal to the father he is there. There's, there's the, apex, the apex relationship. And so because he has that highest intel kingdom relationship with the heavenly father, it enables me to have a relationship with my heavenly father who is upon his throne. It enables me to have a relationship with his son, my brother, my Messiah, Yeshua, who I understand, who I witness. He's at the right hand of his, of his power. And this can only happen because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Cannot happen even outside of that conversation. That's why the challenge is consequential. We'd love to hear your testimony. We'd love to hear how you've taken upon the challenge of yourself. And for those of you who are just joining in on the inspiration side of the radio show, we have spent a whole bunch of time on relaxation in the secret place. And we're here at the bridge, and now we're navigating back into life. You can pick up the stress. You should now be better equipped with how to navigate through the stress, manage, and deal through. Keyword is through. You should be better equipped to do these things. The stress will always be there for all of us just the difference is the extremity or the level of the stress but again it's to our advantage that we are with the holy spirit keyword that we are with the holy spirit he possesses us because he's in our hearts we're not in him so he possesses us he enables us to hear and see and enter into the kingdom of heaven john chapter 3 verse 3 through 5 so we're traversing back into life listening on this side of inspiration this is kind of an open episode because i've been away from you night owls for about 4 days and i'm sitting here under the lights uh sweating maybe overly dressed because i've been cold it's been you know i've been on the couch on the bed sleeping chilled out and i mean chills so i'm maybe overdressed i might be uh sweating a little bit here as you as they're watching on the show itself but for you listening this is the next season and the topic is the restart with you and how many of you need a restart if you were honest with yourself with you in the bathroom you in the mirror soundproofed just you and your thoughts and the holy spirit how many of you would maybe meagerly raise your hand? Maybe with the wimpy boys? Yeah, that's kind of me. How many of you can own it and just say, yeah, I need to restart? These three these three months I've just totally tanked. And I've tanked right there with them. Or I, I've been cavalier in getting into 2022. In a a new frame, a new a new structure or or new goals, new visions. I just haven't been putting putting forth my best foot. Is that you? Can you say that? What about your relationships? Is there a restart that needs to happen with your relationships? See, this is kind of an open show. Not much put together for a show when I've been away because I was more excited about getting back on, and then I had to realize, hey, we got to have some topics. We got to have. Uh, some 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 drive how we're going to let the show flow on the second half, especially for those listening on the podcast here. But this is kind of me. I was talking to Jill a couple weeks back that even when I'm serving, even in our churches, she'll ask me, you know, you, you have, you know, you'll never hear me bring forth a series sermon, a sermon in a series. For me, I have to 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 strip me down before my heavenly father and ask him what it is that he needs to say through me so much is the same with the shows that i put together and with our friends who are going to be on the premium on the the apple premium shows channel excuse me that there'll be some um, structure some rehearsing because we have some different type of in-depth teachings fellowship conversations and we're going to need some bullet points that we're going to run through but tonight is kind of like the restart we're 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 setting in getting our feet back into the groove of things on the restart for the second season which is really kind of cool the official start to the second season beginning in april so you're listening to this show and maybe you are needing a restart So how do you go about getting a restart? How do you go about starting over and you don't want life to leave you? Or maybe that is not even the right mind state to have because life never leaves you. If you think about that. But if you need a restart, what are areas in your life that you need to Push, delete, go back to the beginning, the drawing board, and recreate the beginning. And is there anything wrong with recreating a beginning? I would have to say no. Because as we have our own will and our desires, at the same time, for those of us who are in cooperation with the Holy Spirit... We have some surrendering and submitting. And sometimes if you don't learn the lesson, he'll take you through the lesson over and over again. So if you are feeling some pressures, some friction, maybe instead of going through the friction, step back and and go back to the drawing board. Father, what are you saying in this situation? Am I I making the right choices? Am I too far out there that you're going to have to come and correct me and corral me see he gives you grace and this grace allows you to single out choices and his grace also enables you to get through but this restart you know coming back into the shows i'm really kind of excited to get to uh, get back here inside the lab you know and i got some i got some topics i want to throw at you some 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 uh Chapters in the scriptures. That's going to help in the restart, the being, the the recreation of who you are, and you can recreate you anytime, anywhere, in any place. But be careful of the time. Be careful of the place. Be careful of you recreating you, and who's in your fellowship. Be careful of who's peering in on the recreation. See, I think that's where we kind of get lost in the recreating is we want to draw all of our friends. And, hey, you know, we were we were cool back then. And I'm doing this and I want you to be a part of it. See, going back to the drawing board is drawing board. Excuse me. It's like me being in this lab. It's like this is where all of it goes down. And on the other side of this, uh, the house here, we have a war room. And even in the war room, when we go in there, it is individual. It is me heading in and no one can go in. Or like when Jill goes in. And sometimes she'll take care But it's But it's going in there and resetting mindset. Resetting you. Resetting everything about you. Not just half, but when I'm talking about a restart, it is going back to the drawing board taken their eraser and beginning to erase the image that you have put on the blueprint. Erasing the structure so that all you have left is the foundation. And quite frankly, you you ought to have the right foundation when you begin erasing. Because you don't want to be building a foundation now when you look around you and you have life handing it to you emotionally, spiritually, physically, psychologically even. So you want to be sure to your foundation. So as you restart, what are you founded upon? So like I think about this, this next example I'm going to give you consider your house and if you ever had to demolish a house demolish structure and you take it all the way down to the foundation we just had a fire um i don't know it's i shouldn't say we just had a fire because we didn't have a fire in our subdivision there was uh near the entryway of the subdivision we have um some high-end condos and one of the high-end condos like went up overnight we would have never have known um, but you know we're only a couple blocks away but needless to say it burnt everything there was a structure but the the innards the, the 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 insides the rooms the walls the attics all that was gone and so you had just the structure the four walls standing and uh holding up the roof now we watch as you know you, you you as you leave the subdivision they had come in and took everything away because they're they're re shaping the house again they're restarting the house over but they have the foundation the foundation is secure It's cement its corners are strong its corners are, 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 are able to hold the structures of the house but they dropped the entire structures they took away the 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 roof they took away all of the wood the burnout wood that was holding the former remnants of the house and they kept it on the foundation now your foundation i'm just going to be frank should be the kingdom of heaven period and if you're kind of dealing with you know your assemblies of god if if you're dealing with your uh, lutheran or unitarianism um, any type of these denominations is not the kingdom of god Here's why, because you go to the scriptures, Matthew chapter 3 and 2, Matthew 4 and 17, Matthew 23, all the way to Matthew 9 and 36, has everything to do about Jesus teaching, preaching, and demonstrating the power of the kingdom of God. So everywhere he was going, he was displaying the kingdom of his father, laying down the foundation, putting the structure together, making sure that the structure could support structure on a solid foundation so you doing a restart make sure you have a solid foundation your foundation is not your ideology it's not your political persuasion attached to your religion Eesh, that's that's like the three little pigs and the wolf comes and huff and puff and blow the house down he's going through the first house he's going right through the second house and he will fight the third house, right? And the third house had the better foundation. Religion is shaky at best. Religion will keep you from entering in the kingdom. The same thing that Jesus taught. The same thing that Jesus proclaimed. The same thing that Jesus demonstrated. And so I know when I teach this, It gets quiet in the room and I'm on the radio. It is quiet. We don't have the atmosphere on this side of the, the episode, but as quiet as it is right now, it gets this quiet when I'm in any house visiting or as a guest speaker talking about my father's kingdom to those who may not understand because they're living outside the kingdom looking through the glass. Or maybe they have had a concept through the scriptures of what a kingdom is. But no experience, no engagement, and no encounter. So then when brothers and sisters like me show up, and all we're talking about is Abba Father, and all we're talking about his kingdom and, and sonship and supernaturals and, and angels, it's not so different than what's in the Old Covenant because they actually spoke with angels and it didn't freak too many people out. So somewhere down the generations and eons of millennia has been this disconnect out of the kingdom with more trust in man's bent interpretations of the scriptures. Now I would ask Tim, one of my spiritual brothers this all the time, Where, where did this go wrong? Why in all the generations is it the highs and lows? Like the church is like bipolar. You have your generations of uh, supremacy, you, you know, spiritual outbreaks, and then you have this depths of just darkness in the, in the church. And in the restart, there has to be, when you're in pursuit of Jesus Christ, You always have in the rear view mirror the restart. That means getting back to rest so that he can strengthen you. That's Isaiah chapter thirty and verse fifteen. Why, why? Why do I just? Why did I just say you have this restart in the rear view mirror? Because this is like it's your safety net. And Father is cyclical, and Him being cyclical, cyclical He will always. Or I can't say that. I don't want to say that upon him. I don't want to presume upon him, my Heavenly Father. But there have been moments in my testimony, in my witness account of Father's kingdom here on the earth, where he has reset me, started me back over to test the faith going through it again. Where he has reset me, To learn the lesson. And then there are times where I have said, I need a time out. (laughs) I need to reset myself. Why? So I can get strengthened. So I can look at the blueprint. So I can go back and to address. Because Jill and I carry our own covenant that he gave to us back in 2013, 2012. So we will reset and go back to the covenant. And kind of clear ministry clear church uh, clear schools um, anything that we're doing even will will I'll even address the marriage why because I want something greater in my marriage and so doing a reset is also a way of telling Jesus I want something greater why did I say it that way because I understand as a son when you live as a co-heir You can ask the Father for your wants, John chapter 15, verses 7 and verses 16. When you're abiding in his word and abiding in his son, you can ask the Father and he will give it to you. And when you're abiding in his love and the fruit of the spirit, you're bearing that up, he gives you John chapter 16. So I said I I wish because our Heavenly Father wants to give us our desires when we're living as co-heirs so this reset is 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 it important or is it vital is it necessary or is it just something that you ought to do like if you're driving from new york city to los angeles and you just you need to get to a an oasis i would have to tell you that you you getting a reset if you need a reset step into the reset get to the blueprint and whatever is shaky remove it whatever is not giving honor to your heavenly father remove it it may sound good it may look good to you but your ways and his ways are who his ways are much more higher than all, all of our ways and i recognize you listening to this this show are not the experience of everyone listening to this show so you can see me later with all the emails. Well, get to the meet, Michael. Well, Michael's not here to entertain you. You should have the meet on your own. Because I recognize that all of the night owls have different experiences. So I have to tap in and touch base with the Holy Spirit. How do I present an episode where there are hundreds of thousands of listening all around the world? It's a beautiful thing here. The reset starts with you, and you put in, and what you get out is what you put in. It's Michael here inside the lab. It's Night Moves back in the captain's chair. Monday, April 4th, I'll see you right back here for Tuesday night. Continue with the restart. If you need a restart, send an email over to nightmoveshdq at gmail.com. Have a good night. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening to me. As I rant a little bit more about the restart with you, can't wait to hear your testimonies. Can't wait to hear your praise reports. See you on the next episode, of Night Moods. I'm out. The reset's vital. Again, the show, and me being off the show, being sick, and coming back, and how do you restart the second se- season? And we're, we're seeing the numbers where we need, we're, we're, we're liking what we're seeing, by the way. So the the show has to experience everyone from all over the world. And so you're listening to this episode on the podcast and recognize it's a little bit different from the radio show because we want to empower you, encourage you and build you up. That's why I tap into the Holy Spirit. Because he knows how to draw you in, what is for you, and he knows what is not for you. And so that's the beauty of what I do versus it's not scripted. Now, granted, there'll be times and I will script an entire episode because there's just specific teachings and information that I really, really need you to understand in the kingdom. And we'll be doing that as well um, on a future episode. But. Tonight's kind of open where on the relaxation side, we had phone calls coming in Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. recognize that what we do touches countries around the world. And so bringing you into a, the restart starts with you because it's your responsibility. And your responsibility is to live out your relationship With heavenly father to the best of your ability. As you surrender and submit to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's cooperation with the Holy Spirit. That's also spiritual obedience and righteousness. And so. This is kind of an open start. To the second season. And that's the beauty of of why we get the emails that we get. And. We get more emails. Maybe 90% of emails are saying. You know, the the show is awesome. The show is, it hits the sweet spot. The show helps me to grow in areas of my life that I need to grow in. And the cool part is, you guys, all I do is I talk to the Holy Spirit about what type of show to provide at his leading, and he never fails to bring forth a show, and we put it in an episode, and so we just, I run with it and so it may not well mo, not it, it may not be a show for everyone at all times and that's the the cool part of why we are so different from all the shows out there on the channels because it's not scripted when it doesn't have to be scripted now if i'm bringing you teaching content I'm going to script in the teaching content. Like, for instance, I had a couple scriptures to help you with how to restart with you. But I don't want to also get redundant. At the same time, I want to encourage you. I want to provide all the opportunity through night moods for what? For you to be empowered, to be encouraged, and to build you up. Through inspiration. So we wrap inspiration around as the mantle of encouraging, empowering, and edifying. And you can drop the show simply in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. You can drop this show simply in Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Because I would have to challenge half of you listening. You're dealing with a burden. That you don't have to be dealing with. So you're choosing. To willfully disobey our Messiah. When he says come to me all of you who are. Overworked and heavy burden. And when you don't come to him. Based on his words in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. Which we use heavily on the relaxation side of this. Sh- of, of the radio show. Then you're in spiritual disobedience. And so the practicality of how to live as a son. And a daughter. The practical of do you understand how to live as a co-heir? And if you understand how to live as a co-heir, then you're responsible to live that out in such a way that you shake some of that responsibility off on someone else. That means you light the pathway of someone else walking next to you or walking behind you so that they can catch catch some of the glory, catch the responsibility for themselves. And then you, you, you coach them, you cheerlead them you encourage them you empower them pick it up keep walking with it keep learning how to be a son keep learning how to be a co-heir and learning how to live in father's kingdom with his identity with his language with his culture and at the same time that you're in a world system culture and behavior pattern belief pattern excuse me at the same time because i bet you listening are also challenged with being in the world and not of the world and what does that mean to be in the world but not of the world when when john was writing that to uh the roman church to be in the world not of the world so the restart has everything to do with our responsibility in our pursuit with our Savior. Our responsibility in our pursuit with our our Savior. Our responsibility is to to grow in the measure of faith that Heavenly Father has given us. Our responsibility is to grow in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Our responsibility is to relate in the ways of Jesus Christ. And this is all done simply By you learning how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And that word cooperation, that is like an umbrella for spiritual obedience and righteousness, surrender and submission. There's a formula there. So the practical passion of mine is to see you and speak into you to live practical at the same time in the advancements in the Holy Spirit. And so there's all these. Complexities. And simplicities. That we live out at the same time. But it's all done. It's like funneled in. It's all funneled through surrender. Submission. Spiritual obedience and righteousness. It's all funneled in that. Because when you're living. Spiritual obedience and in righteousness. When you're living in surrender and submission. Then you, it's like. You're putting trees in a wood trimmer. All the dead, all the broken is getting broken off. Um, You're getting whittled down so that you can fit. It's like the the scripture says, it's much easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. Right? Than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. It's that deal. And I, I can go in about the, the eye of a needle, what, how they use that in the Middle East, and how they would put the needle in front of them and the camel would be ahead of them. And as soon as that the camel was in, in the eye of the needle, then that was the spot where they needed to be. And it goes much deeper than that. But to practically live out, and this is where Christians are messing up, they're messing up, tripping over themselves because they are challenged with living in spiritual obedience and righteousness. The challenge is the will. The challenge is all the external provocations of the world at hand. And too many Christians see the natural more at hand than Father's heavenly kingdom that's the, your challenge and that is what's going to keep you learning your lesson over and over and over again and so the restart you don't have to wait until january 29th january 30th or december 29th and december 30th december 31st see when you know you're you're out on the edge of the plank and he never told you to get out on the edge of the plank because you want to risk it all and you live you live life on your sleeves but he said come Into the boat. I need you to. I need you to be down here and be at rest. And I will send you out when I need you to go out, or I will take you out in the mission field when I need you to go out in the mission field, or I will tell you to start the business where I want you to start the business, or I will do this and do that, just like he did for all of the fathers in the old covenant. Father initiated it, and I have a a thing over here. Um, a couple years ago, Tim and I were talking about this on a conversation. Um, Father has the right to imitate. To initiate the first move, my eyes are tired. I mean, I'm, I'm like I've been sick for four days. Father has the right to initiate the first move, and when you see him as king in your life, in your paradigm, in your understanding, when you see your heavenly father as king, not just your father, not just your judge, but as king on a throne he has the right to initiate the first move a king always does and that's another challenge in the church that your right comes before your heavenly fathers right now i understand this thought because you're in a democratic society and so you have layers upon layers of your rights And free will. And you have choice. And you can vote this way and vote that way. But it's not so in the kingdom. Getting back to the restart with you. See the restart is a reset. And repositioning. That's why I talked about the foundation. And if your foundation. Is not founded upon the kingdom of heaven. You're on a false foundation. It is as false as a false teacher. It is as false as a false witness. I go back to my police days. Any type of accident, crime, or accident scene, or crime scene investigation that I had to do. In the village of Roscoe. I had to talk to witnesses. And we were taught in the academy, separate your witnesses. Here's why we separate your witnesses. So they don't take on each other's account. And you'll know a false witness... In the middle of a crime scene, when you have two or more witnesses that give a level of the same account, and then you have one who gives you a peripheral account or gives you something totally different, and you recognize that this one's a false witness and he's not part of the investigation, he could be a part of the crime. It is such the same. It is as the same. For you if you have a foundation that is not founded upon the kingdom of heaven let me show you why let me let me let me let me just do this take a break here your heavenly foundation this is how bad it has this was given to us at the words of Jesus So, in the Gospels, in the first generation, let me see if I can get it up here typing, talking about the foundation, it's in Luke, let me see where it's at here. You guys ready all right I said Luke listen Matthew Luke 18 is the woes let me go to Matthew I'll go to Matthew chapter 23 talking about a foundation this is when you place your trust your allegiance in religion I want you to religion I want you to pay attention of the the different foundations the different foundations have everything to do if how well it can hold the structures of God. And Father will place layer upon layer of structure and he places his layers upon layers on his foundation. He will never place himself on an inferior foundation because he can't hold it. It cannot hold him. So he's not going to He's not going to, what's the best word I can use for this? He's not going to destroy himself for the sake of the foundation. Matthew 23. Let me get here. Where am I at here? Oh, we got a little bit of ways to go here. I have all this gadgets here, so I would normally have my Bibles down here, but um, I don't have my, I have it right there, but it's, it's too much to be in one little space here. Um, the foundation, an uh, uh, inferior foundation and a kingdom foundation and if you're not upon a kingdom foundation you're going to find yourself being shifted by elements being shifted by familiar spirits fallen angels those those fallen angels are demonic angels pay attention what he says here now i'm gonna go back and read g uh 23 chapter 23 verse 1 then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit on the seat of Moses therefore do and observe everything they tell you but do not do as they do for they tell others to do something and do not do it themselves so he's using this analogy the scribes and Pharisees the Pharisees was one of the religious sects in the times of Jesus and we have the same religious sect here in, in this generation but these Pharisees sat on high seats on the mosaic law and held their hat on the mosaic law placed more value on the mosaic law and Jesus was transferring one covenant to another covenant he was bringing forth the newer covenant to put on the original foundation so we being of the better covenant so in verse 4 talking about the Pharisees and the scribes and they tie up heavy burdens and put them on people's shoulders but they themselves are not willing with their finger to move the burdens that they put on people's shoulders sounds eerily similar to religion today every cast I'll cast a net over every denomination that's not functioning in the kingdom of heaven, keyword in not around in verse 5 and they do all their activities in order to be seen by people for they make their phylacteries broad and a phylactery is simply a uh, an amulet their 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 books their scrolls is liking to what contain their hebrew texts and make their tassels long their robes as well and they love the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues i can count on one hand two hands religious church acting the same way talking about a foundation so they verse six and they love the place of honor at the banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by people but you are not to be called rabbi because one is your teacher and you are all brothers so he was making a distinction before them all your brothers i'm your rabbi and no other is going to be called a rabbi and do not call anyone your father on earth for one is your heavenly father pay attention to what jesus is saying because either jesus is misguided or jesus is telling the truth you be the judge of what jesus is saying i'm not judging i'm going to believe what jesus is saying Verse 11, and the greatest among you will be your servant. So he was placing forth rank and roles. If you want to be great, you're going to serve. If you you want to be great, you're going to serve. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Now, pay attention. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Who's doing the humbling and who is doing the exalting? It's not man. It's your heavenly father. As judging king. Verse 13. But woe to you scribes and Pharisees. You hypocrites. He's going all in. On the religious ones. Hypocrites he calls them. Because you shut the kingdom of heaven. Before people. For you do not enter the kingdom of heaven. Nor permit those wanting to go in. To enter. So. What he is saying is that the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious sects, S-E-C-T-S, the religious sects, have be, have placed themselves in the way of the gate. And Jesus Christ is the gate. Nobody comes to the Father unless they come through me. So what he is saying to them in verse 13 is, these hypocrites, the Pharisees, the religious order, into this generation, the religious order. Any denomination in religious having a religious spirit, a religious doctrine, man's bent interpretations of the scripture is a religious denomination. He calls them hypocrites because you shut the kingdom of heaven before people. This is why I say that if you're on a foundation of religion, it is inferior to your heavenly father. And he explains why here. For you do not enter the kingdom of heaven, nor permit those wanting to go in to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now he says this because of the teaching that he gave to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. Verse 15 Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! Tells them again, warning, you hypocrites. If you're not founded upon a kingdom of heaven, which is the government and the administration of the heavenly kingdom, you're on an inferior foundation. Simple as that. Here's a second warning. Verse 15. Because you travel around the sea and the dry land to make one convert, And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Why did he say you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are? Because he went on to say, your father is the devil. Some I have to let that sit. Third warning, woe to you blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is bound by his oath. Woe to you blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold, the money of the temple, is bound by his oath. Fools and blind people. Now he addresses the people blinded by the fools. So now he calls the hypocrites those on a religious foundation, they were first connected to Moses, and it's no slight to Moses, but he said, I am the better. I'm returning the kingdom of heaven. What Moses was founded upon was an original statute, um, statutes, ordinances, and protocols. But there's greater in me now. Greater is in me. So you carried and held to the, the protocols, statutes and ordinances, you hypocrites, you Pharisees, you scribes, but you couldn't even do those yourself. Those commandments, you couldn't do those themselves. Those, those priestly commandments, you couldn't do those themselves. And because you didn't do those, you heaped the whole bunch of laws and you stole from the church that's the book of malachi see people misuse the book of malachi but malachi is a warning to the priests. so verse 17 fools and blind people now he addresses the blind people see you fools are the scribes and the pharisees you religious ones and you writers and now you blind people because you've been blinded by the fools For which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes, here's the question, that makes the gift holy? Ooh, this is a good question. He's talking about the foundation. For which is greater, oh, let me go back here. For which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold holy? It's a good question. And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on it is bound by his oath. See, now he is saying that the natural is temporal. But the gift who's on it is much more important. That's that's the whole gist. The Mosaic Law is temporal. I'm not talking about the covenants. I'm talking about he's saying what was established through Moses was temporal until I came into the setting. Verse 21. And the one who swears by the temple swears by the temple and by the one who dwells in it. You catch that. And the one who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by the one who sits on it. Do you see the distinction from the temple and the throne of God? Warning to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He calls them a hypocrite again because you pay a tenth of mint and dill and cumin and neglect the more important matters of the law, which is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. They are supposed to be priests of justice, priests of mercy, and priests of faith. They are supposed to exemplify justice, mercy, and faith. It was necessary to do these things while not neglecting those. The temple responsibilities. Blind guides who filter out, gnat, and swallow a camel. Mm. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites, because you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish. Now, look at what he's saying. Visualize what he's saying. You, scribes and Pharisees, warning. You hypocrites. He's calling them a hypocrite. their religious spirit... Upon the religious church is a hypocrite spirit. He says, you you, you hypocrites. What he's saying to them is this. One who puts on a mask and fiends himself to be what he is not. He is a dissembler in religion. That's what he's talking to them about. And Jesus severely rebuked scribes and Pharisees. Verse 26, blind Pharisees. First, clean the inside of the cup. And he's he's referring to the cup and dish as them. Clean the inside. But you want the outside to look all pristine and the inside looks like jacked up, messed up, joked up, right? So that the outside of it may become clean also. Verse 20. So these are all the woes. He goes on and says, whoa, 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 whoa. But I brought you here because I'm talking about an inferior foundation. And he broke it down to them. In verse 13. But what do you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven before the people. They literally shut the gate, the way to the gate. They shut the way to Jesus Christ, in other words. For you did not enter through Jesus, nor permit those wanting to go in through Jesus to enter through Jesus, is what he's saying. A better foundation, if you're looking to restart with you, please understand that you are being reset and ought to be reset on the kingdom of heaven. You want to understand for your... your I'm going to, again, do another teaching on this. I'm glad you're still here with me. I'm going to do another teaching on this on the kingdom. Why Jesus taught about the kingdom. Why did he bring to earth the kingdom? And what was upon his shoulders relates to Father's heavenly kingdom, the governing administration of Father's heavenly kingdom Jesus brought to earth for us to learn how to cultivate life, governing Father's heavenly affairs into earth into the earth realm, and the knowledge of his glory shall fill the earth. How is the knowledge of Father's glory supposed to fill the earth through his sons and daughters who understand? And know and believe how to live as co heirs. And that includes the elect, the elect who are positioned as people of servanthood. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 14. So, your reset, if you are one who needs to be reset in this moment, let's get after it. Send a message right here at Night Moves HDQ. Let's talk about it. Going to be doing another healthy dose of resetting. Now we're going to be placing the kingdom upon it so that you can understand what is this kingdom about? Maybe you have a question. I don't know what the kingdom is about. What religion are you coming out of? What denomination are you coming out of? And is your denomination set inside Father's Heavenly Kingdom? That's a good question to ask. So now we've got some work to do. Night Owls. Night moves at HDQ. Night moves HDQ at gmail.com If you have a question about How do you reset? Maybe you need to reset. And maybe you need help with resetting you. Well, we're going to get to work with Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Because it's hard to reset if you don't lay your responsibilities down. Got some work to do, you guys. Glad to be with you here on this episode. A deeper episode. More teaching coming out of this. The restart with you, right here in the lab with yours truly, and back to be here in the captain's chair inside the headquarters, to bring forth inspiration, truth on a sheer foundation. This is your portion, by the way. And you have everything in you to live this out. The Holy Spirit is your advantage. See you on the next... I won't see you, but you'll listen to me on the next episode. If you like this episode, subscribe, follow, listen to it, share it with your friends. And let's build this community called Night Moods, Night Owls, Indirectly Expanding the World with the Kingdom of Heaven. I'm Michael. Have a good night.